0: What is up you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Honest Conversations Podcast. My name is Bree and I'm so excited that you guys are here today. I am so sad that I missed last Monday, but we all have busy lives and my main focus right now has to be school and serving where God has me and so it was just one of those weeks where unfortunately I just wasn't able to get a podcast episode up. So thank you guys for understanding and I'm so excited to be recording right now. It's honestly been one of the hardest weeks I've had in a long time and I wasn't sure if I was going to get an episode up this week Because here it is Sunday night, it's 8 p.m. And I usually try to have these episodes recorded ahead of time. um, But that just didn't end up working this week. And that's because earlier in the week, I found out that my uncle had passed away. And so with all of those emotions and school and then I was so overwhelmed and just stressed and I guess lack of sleep that I got sick and so and then today I've had car problems and so it's just been one of those weeks and I just wasn't sure if I was going to get an episode up but I know that there's something on my heart that I can talk about right now and so that's what I'm going to talk about today with you guys. So, my uncle passing away was probably one of the hardest deaths that I have had to process, and that is for multiple reasons, but one of them being because he was on the top of my prayer list. He had really bad diabetes and um, just a lot of other things going on in his life, and I prayed for him daily and I cried to the Lord on behalf of him and I was believing for healing and praying for his diabetes and just all of that and um, I sent him a Bible last summer and just wasn't really sure where he stood with God and so I was just so passionate to just pray for him and intercede for him and I was believing for healing and all of that and so of course when I found out that he passed away this week it was really hard for me and a lot of emotions came with that and a lot of weight that I carried because God placed him on my heart and I believed that I needed to pray for him and needed to encourage him and at the end of the day I believe I was obedient for the most part but there is still some regret that I have towards, you know, what God spoke to me and and what I should have done and how bold I was in my faith. And so that's kind of what I want to talk about today with you guys is being bold with your faith. And um, I've been writing a sermon for class. We have communication evals soon for a pastoral communication class, and I'm doing a message on James chapter 2, which has a big passage in it about faith and works, and how you're justified not only by your faith, but the works follow. Um, and so, I've just been studying and reading and thinking about my own life and my own faith and my own works, and I've just been very convicted and passionate about this conversation, and I think it's a conversation that I can have with you guys as well today. So when I felt God telling me to send my uncle a Bible, I marked that thing up. I put sticky notes in it, I highlighted verses, um, by the way, I can kind of hear it in my voice, but so I wanted to mention it to you guys. I'm getting over a cold, so if I sound any type of way, I do kind of have a sore throat, so I apologize if I sound like a man. (laughs) But anyways, so the Bible that I sent my uncle, you know, I highlighted it, put notes in it, just really encouraged him with all that I had in that Bible, and even after that, um, I would write him letters and text him, and when I would go back to Wisconsin, I would just you know, just love on him, and I think I was obedient for the most part of what God was leading me to do, but I also knew, like, Bree, you've got to ask him if he's saved and if he's accepted God into his heart before, and you know, that is something that I always get really nervous to, especially when it comes to men in my life, because sometimes men just come off like they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to have heartfelt conversations, you know, and so I put that conversation off and even the last time that I went home, I thought to myself before I went home, you know, I need to have this conversation with him. That is the most important thing above praying for him, above encouraging him is making sure that he's saved. And I don't know if I forgot or if time just slipped away, but I knew that he seemed like he was doing a lot better, his health-wise and his diabetes-wise, and so I just never had that conversation with him. And I thought I had more time. And so you always think that you have more time than you do. And when I got the call this week that he had passed away, man was that so hard for me because I had to deal then with the emotion that comes with the fact that I had never had that conversation with him when that was the most important thing and this took me back to Riley's uncle who passed away um, over a year ago now and it was the same thing I felt like, I needed to have this conversation with him and ask him if he was saved. And I put it off until, you know, he had, I believe it was a stroke. And Riley had called me and said, hey, Uncle Terry's getting rushed to a hospital in Tennessee. And, and then I had to drive out there and walk through a man who had a stroke and wasn't responding and wasn't speaking. And I don't even know if he heard or comprehended me. But I I said, I walked through the salvation prayer with him then hoping like, man, I hope it's not too late. I hope he can hear me right now while he's in the hospital. And after Uncle Terry passed away, I told myself I wouldn't do this again. And then here I am a year and plus later in the same position where I knew I should have had this conversation with someone and I didn't. And it's just, it's not a good feeling. And I know at the end of the day, there is grace and I have to accept God's grace for me and know that I'm not perfect and know that God loves them so much more than I do. And so God saw after them and God um, gave them opportunities. And I don't know, maybe they were saved. Maybe, you know, I don't know what my uncle's last moments were before he passed and and I have to just learn and grow from those moments and from those experiences and learn from the things that I wish I could change and so I know this episode's kind of gonna be all over the place because I really haven't processed or thought out what I was gonna say in this podcast, but I wanted to get an episode up and I know that this is all so fresh and I'm so passionate about it right now. So I thought maybe, you know, it would be a good time to film a podcast, even if I don't have it all figured out. But man, like I refuse to let another moment go by and another opportunity like that go by where God is showing someone to me and I'm too nervous to ask them if they're saved. Like at the end of the day, that is the most important thing to do. The most important question to ask. And I don't know why I get so nervous, too. I, I don't know. The other day, I was serving, and I was sitting with this lady who is blind. And bless her heart, I was I was sitting with her, and I was helping her eat her dinner. And I was talking to her, and it's kind of hard for her to hear. And we're in this pretty loud and and distracting environment. And... This was actually before I had gotten the call that my uncle had passed. But I just said, you know what? This is the most important thing for me to talk to this lady about. And she honestly is a little older, so she could pass away soon. And so I'm proud of myself for asking her. I did. I said, I said, I'm not going to say her name. I almost did. But I asked her if she was saved and if she's ever prayed the salvation prayer and we had just a beautiful moment where we could pray and, and have that conversation. And now let's say she does pass away soon. I won't have that regret because I had the conversation with her, even when it was awkward and, and it was loud and I had to kind of yell and, um, it was uncomfortable, but in the uncomfortable moments is when it's not on our own strength, but it's on God's, God's power and God's, presence to do something, and and I'm glad that I did it with that lady, but of course I wish I would have had that conversation with my uncle and Riley's uncle as well. This message that I'm giving from James chapter 2 has really got me just thinking a lot about just my ministry, and what ways am I serving, and what ways am I being the church outside of the the four walls of the church building. In James chapter 2, starting at verse 14, it says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works? Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture goes on, but the part I really want to focus on is it says, If a brother or sister is naked and without food, and one of you says, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? And I want us to kind of think about this verse as not only, you know, food and clothes, but also truth and hope and peace like I have the peace of God I have the hope of God I have the truth of the gospel I have the peace from the Holy Spirit inside of me I have all of that that someone does not have and so if I come across someone who is walking through a hopeless situation who is going through a hard time and I just tell them you know I'll be praying for you like And I just encourage them, like, that's great, but I had the hope and peace and truth of the gospel to give to them, to share with them. I have salvation, and who am I to keep that to myself and not to share to my brother in Christ? You know what I mean? Like, that's just my uncle passing. I just have to believe and hope and pray That what I did do was enough. And that what I did do was pleasing to God. And that, you know, that Bible that I gave him planted seeds. And he read the scripture and he read the notes. And that my encouragement helped him. I just have to believe that. And I can't carry the weight of what I didn't do. But the truth is, is that if I would have just had that one conversation with him, I wouldn't have the regret that I have today. And... At the end of the day, the most important thing to do is to get saved and to help others receive the same thing and to receive salvation. And who cares if my uncle thought I was annoying or weird or a bother to ask him about that? Who cares? Because at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is my uncle's salvation. And I pray that he was, and I'm believing that he is saved. But I do not want to go any further in my life doing the same thing where I put off things because they're uncomfortable. This is a picture that I'm including in my um, sermon that I'm doing for school. But I want us to picture ourselves in a courtroom right now where we are up for trial. And God is the judge. And we're going to trial to see if our faith has works. And we, we actually want to be proved guilty for this. We want to be called guilty for this trial. Because we want the judge to see that we had faith and works. We want God to see our works from our faith. And there's three witnesses Let's say there's the homeless man that you see every Sunday at your church campus. And there's the single mom that is at your workplace that you know is just working so hard to provide for her kids. And there's the best friend from high school that you know is not saved and that is far from God. Those are your witnesses. Those are who God is going to ask, Did did you know this person? Did they share their faith with you? You know, what if I'm at trial and God asks the homeless man, did Bree share her faith with you? Did you know her? What is that homeless man going to say? If God asks the the single mom, did Bree share her faith with you? Did her faith have works? Did you just know that she was a Christian or did she actually prove it by what she did? Into my best friend from high school, like what if God asked her? did you just know that Brew was a christian, or did did she actually do something about it? Did her work show you that she was a Christian? You know I think about that a lot since I've had this picture in my head, and since I've been preparing this message, and I want you to think about the same thing, like if you went up for trial. Would those three people, or, or choose three people in your life that fit. If God was the judge, would you be found guilty for having faith and works? Would you be found guilty for not just going to church, but for being the church? Would you be found guilty for being the hands and feet of Jesus? You know, I've been thinking about how comfortable Christianity can be. How we can just sit in those comfy, nice auditorium chairs with our iced coffee from from our church cafe. And we can sit in beautiful services and receive great, well put together messages from pastors. And that's all great. But that's all very comfortable. And are we willing to get uncomfortable? When we have to have a conversation with our uncle about if he's saved or not, even when it's uncomfortable. Or when we need to buy some clothes and food for the homeless man that we see every week. When we don't have much money ourselves and it's uncomfortable. Or when God is calling us to be a light to our friends and we have friends from high school who don't know God and, you know, we just, it's just uncomfortable to have those conversations with them so we don't. It's really easy to post on Instagram and to make a podcast and to put scripture in our bios. And I'm calling myself out right now. It's very comfortable to do that because I can, I can be behind a screen. And if they don't like it, they can unfollow me. They don't have to listen to the podcast. You know, I can take a thumbs down on a YouTube video or a hateful comment. That's really not that bad. That's pretty comfortable. And with my uncle passing, I've just really had it on my heart to look at my own ways and see how comfortable I am in my faith. And to see that I need to step out in boldness because, again, when I step out into the uncomfortable moments, that's, that's when it's not based on my own capability. That's when I don't have control, but I allow room for the Holy Spirit to come in and do something much bigger than I could ever do. Y'all, I might have to finish this episode with a cough drop in my mouth because my throat is hurting so bad and it's so dry, but I need to finish this podcast. So I hope that y'all can't hear it. I'm so sorry if you can hear that I have a cough drop in my mouth. But man, y'all, like, this is so serious, and this life on earth is but a vapor, and the time that I had to share my faith with my uncle was just like that. It's gone before you know it. I had it laid on my heart last summer to send him a Bible, and just like that, he's gone. And we don't know when the opportunities that we have to share our faith with someone is going to be gone. Same thing that happened with Riley's uncle. Before I knew it, the time had ran out and I could no longer share my faith with him. And I want this podcast episode to be an eye-opener to us to say, you know what? Who is it in my life right now that I need to have that conversation with? Who is it in my life right now that I need to do something about it? I need to show my faith in more ways than just saying I'm a Christian. The title in my Bible for James chapter 2 is Faith Without Works is Dead. And man, is that a statement that will punch you in the stomach when you think about what am I doing about my faith? Like, really, what am I doing? Because what happens when we all pass away? There's no more podcast episodes there's no more youtube videos there's no more just smiles and waves at people in your life that you know are so far from God like does that even make sense I don't know but all of that will be gone and the only thing that matters anymore is their salvation and where they stand with God and man I hope That from here on out I can step out in boldness to where my actions go far much deeper or farther than just comfortable faith. But that I step out and I have those conversations and I ensure someone's salvation because that is what's important. There's a passage in Matthew chapter 25 that is so powerful. Starting at verse 31. It says, when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And He will set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the King will say to those on His right hand, "Come, you blessed of My Father." Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, And as much as you did to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did to me. And so then Jesus said to those on his left hand, Verse 41, he says, Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you didn't take me in. Naked, and you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And they said, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? And he said the same thing to them. He said, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as much as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And, oh my goodness, do I hope that I am on the right hand of the Son of Man. And I hope that it is said to me that I did those things for those people that I gave clothes to those who were naked, that I gave food to those who were hungry, that I took in the strangers, and that I went to the prisons, and that I went to those who were sick. Because what we do to the least of those are what we do for Jesus. And it is so clear that scripture says that we must go, that we must go to the ends of the earth, not just to the four walls and four corners of the church building, but to the four corners of the earth. Like, we have the faith, we have salvation, we have peace and hope. So who are we to, sh- to keep that to ourselves? And to just say, like, to just say, I'll pray for you. I will pray for you. Why don't we pray right then and there? Why do we let fear and anxiety and worry keep us from stepping out in boldness? You know why? It's because the enemy wants us to do anything but to act on our faith. He would love for us to stay in the comfortable. There's a quote that I have written here in my Bible from my pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges. And it says social justice without spear Oh my gosh. I have a, like a lisp with this cough drop in my mouth. <laughs> Let me try that again. It says social justice without spiritual justice is not justice. If you feed someone but they go to hell, It is a lose. I'm sure you can hear my cat in the background. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But let me say that again. Social justice without spiritual justice is not justice. If you feed someone but they go to hell, it's a lose. You know, I think about that quote all the time because it's very easy for me to do acts of kindness and to show someone that I care about them That's very natural to me. I really love acts of kindness. But just like my pastor Chris says, like, if you feed someone but they go to hell, like, is that considered a win? Because honestly, the most important thing for them to do is to go to heaven and to be saved. And so, again, I'm not saying to not feed someone. I'm not saying to not give someone clothes. I'm saying to do that. Because that is a way that we show our love towards others. And that is works behind our faith. But I'm also saying. Do not. Not have that conversation with someone like I did with my uncle. Because it's uncomfortable. Because I can write my uncle all the letters in the world. But if he's not saved. Like. Was that really a win on my part? Now. I'm very thankful that. I was obedient and sent my uncle a Bible. And I have to believe that those seeds I planted, that God did the rest. And I do believe that. And I believe my uncle is saved and is right where he should be in heaven right now. I believe that. But I also think that I should have had that conversation with him. Because like that quote says, you know, if you feed someone but they're not saved if you feed someone, but they go to hell, if you encourage someone, if you send someone a letter, if you buy someone flowers, if you if you do the acts of service for someone, but they're not saved, but no one ever really told them the true gospel, but they never prayed that salvation prayer, like, is it a win? And I know it's uncomfortable. I know sometimes we have fear of rejection and we don't want that awkward tension but at the end of the day that is so much more worth it than it is to not have that conversation and to regret it one day anyways I know this podcast is already at 28 minutes and I need to just stop talking because I'm trying to keep my episodes shorter but as you can tell this is a topic that I'm very passionate about considering it's something that I'm walking through right now And my faith has been shaken because of what happened with my uncle. And I pray that my faith will will never look the same. I pray that I'll be so much more bolder in my faith. And I pray that you will be the same. And that we as Christians will step out of our comfortable Christianity. And we will be bold to have those conversations. Bold to take our faith and to back it up with works every single day we are called to be a light to be a lamp set to shine not to be covered up a city set on a hill and I pray that this is encouragement to you and to I to step out in our faith and to share it with the world anyways I love y'all and thank you for listening to this episode I hope it encouraged you in some way and I am sorry I missed last Monday, but I'm thankful to be back, and I hope that this encouraged you, and I'm so thankful to have you listening here with me, and um, I just pray that we can all be inspired from situations like this and encouraged by conversations like this to go out and to be bold and share our faith and make a difference and be the hands and feet of jesus and so i love y'all and i hope that you are having a great day and um yeah thank you for listening and i'll see y'all on the next episode of honest conversations podcast bye y'all